welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things Dynasty Fantasy Football from leagues to rankings. Now don't turn your back, square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Paulish. Welcome back to Block in the Back. I'm Tyler alongside Ryan. I'm back after a week hiatus and uh, looking at Ryan here. I know he picked up the slack while I was gone. Very happy to hear that. But Ryan, how are you doing tonight? Doing good, Tyler. I think it's been over. Uh, I think it's been over a week. It's been a little while since me and you have been on the podcast. We had our buddy Tyler fill in, which I thought was awesome, and we're able to put out a little content for you guys. And we are back. We are ready to go. It's a busy time. Busy time in our lives right now, Tyler. You got you're the head coach of a varsity basketball team, which I brought up last episode. Um, I'm actually moving, got a new job here in a, in a couple of weeks. So life is hectic, but we're, we're trying to get it together here and, uh, do the pod whenever we can. It's nine o'clock on a Wednesday night and yeah, let's, let's get after it, man. What do you got for us today? Yeah, we squeeze it in how we see fit here. And, uh, you know, we're going to kind of break down the top 12, uh, finishers at each position. Uh, through week 17 because not many leagues I know are playing in week 18 and just kind of we'll talk about the you know what striked us as surprising um, you know any misses that we had uh, and just kind of just bring up some conversation here about it just the year in review so uh, we're going to start off with QBs especially for you super flex guys out there and uh, in my zoom meeting it happens to be an old time QB, Fran Tarkenton. For those that don't know, I, I always surprise Ryan and I pick a random name, uh, athletes typically. And I don't know if I've ever used the same name twice, but tonight I am Fran Tarkenton. And I, I remember we had Dave Wright on, I believe. And I forgot we were having Dave Wright on. So I, I randomly made my name something ridiculous. And I'm like, oh crap, I, I'm not sure he knows who I am. So, and I was afraid he was going to call me by like Tim Couch or I don't even remember what my name was, but, um, so I, I always kind of surprised Ryan. So he's like, Ooh, Fran Tarkenton. He's like, that's, I wasn't expecting that one. So I'm that's, like, that's, that's like one of the highlights for me. I'm just always like, well, I wonder what he's going to say today. Is it going to be Bubba Franks? Are we going to see Muhammad Ali or when today was Fran Tarkenton? I like that. Yeah. Keeping you on your toes and I'll, uh, welcoming all suggestions for those that have any uh, random athletes that uh, I could use to surprise Ryan. But starting off with the quarterbacks, and uh, you'll have to kind of forgive Ryan and I as our, our voices. I, I'm sitting here yelling, uh, not at the officials too much, but I, I do raise, you know, I'm loud and I raise my voice a lot. So my voice in the winter is is not always great. And I know Ryan, he said his was kind of struggling a little bit. So we're going to power through tonight. Yeah, I but, literally, uh, I literally just got done with an old man basketball league, and my fat ass when I start running a whole lot, the voice kind of starts to go. So, bear with us here tonight, folks. I tell you what, now for those out there that don't know, before we even get going here, playing basketball with Ryan is a treat. So, you know, what are you six three, six four, Ryan? Yeah, like six three. Yeah, six three, six four on a good day. When he had hair, he was six four. He's bald now, but he's a bigger <laughs> dude. And great rebounder, sets monster screens, ones that'll crack your back if you're not paying attention or your teammate doesn't call it out. So I always like being on Ryan's team because I'm a little bit of a shorter guy. I always hang around the tall guys in case I get into a fight or something. They got my back. 
but uh so that's ryan in a nutshell basketball wise so he, he's a great pickup guy to have on your team the ultimate uh, joel krabenhoff role player at this point in my yeah, career that's, that's pretty good <laughs> yeah that's fantastic um let's let's hop into the top 12 here and obviously there's injuries missed games everything uh that caused these numbers to fluctuate but we had at number one josh allen of buffalo bills by quite a margin actually you know by 20 plus points uh justin herbert two tom brady three at the age of 40 whatever he is patrick mahomes at four joe burrow five matthew stafford six aaron Rodgers seven Jalen Hurts, 8. Dak Prescott, 9. Kyler Murray, 10. Kirk Cousins, 11. And Derek Carr, 12. Some notable names that missed for those out there. Lamar Jackson came in at 14. Russell Wilson came in at 19. And that might be it for who we were kind of considering for that kind of top 12. Uh, Brian, what, what really stands out to you or, you know, Josh Allen, we knew he was legit. We knew he was a baller uh, leading the pack at one. But just from that list, what stands out? I think, honestly, what stands out to me is who is everybody's QB1 in Dynasty is, is kind of the question now. Does this stir things up for people? Or are we still at Patty Mahomes just banking on he's always going to be that top five kind of guy? Um, I think Herbert is impressive in his second year in the league at, at number two. And, I mean, Tom Brady, when's his fall off? When is Tom Brady's fall off? He's 44 years old. And he just got – he's QB three on the year. So, things that have impressed me is Herbert, Joe Burrow at number five. Love that. Uh, Matt Stafford had a good year. I think we both kind of expected that. Jalen Hurts. I was wrong on that. I, I just don't believe in him as a quarterback, which I think I was right on that part. But you were right with the legs and him using, being able to use those legs and get the rushing yards and be able to have the, be that fantasy QB. Now, in Dynasty, I'm not super confident that they're going to stick around with Jalen Hurts. I think his time is limited in Philly. I just don't think he's able to get it done. And, and ultimately what it comes down to is are you able to win games as a quarterback? And, yeah, they made the playoffs, but we saw how that went. Um, on on Sunday, so I don't know how you how you feel about Jalen Hurts, but another one that kind of surprised me was Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a pretty good year. I mean, coming in at QB twelve, that's very valuable when it comes to superflex leagues. So those are kind of the ones that just stood out. Kirk Cousins, he's year in year out that back end QB one, so that doesn't really surprise me at all. What does kind of surprise me is it was a little disappointing was Kyler Murray. I know he, I think he missed some games if I'm not mistaken, but one of the best attributes in fantasy football is availability. So missing games, that's just the name of the game. A lot of people miss games. So having Kyler Murray coming at 10 after I think I had him at dynasty QB one on the year, is that changing? Maybe. I think I'm going to have to second, second guess myself on the Kyler Murray at one um, as far as overall dynasty rankings. So that's just kind of a little update on, on the QBs and some things that surprised me, some things that I was just pumped about. Um, some things that we were right on, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's your, what's your take? Who's your QB one in Dynasty? I should let's start at that. Who's your QB one? You know, just looking at it, I, I had to kind of take a peek at the average. Um, God, Josh Allen's got to be up there, right? I mean, what the Buffalo Bills have going right now, and I would have said Kyler before, but 
he looked shaky at times. Like he did not, there's days where he did not look great. And, you know, he, he still came in at the fourth highest if you were to average out by with games played. So he's not a slouch by any means, but he didn't look great sometimes. And uh, did, you, did you watch you the know, game on Monday? I did not. No, he got eaten freaking alive by the Rams. Yeah, and I, he did not look good. He looked scared. He looked like nothing was nothing was going for the Cardinals in general. But you expect a player like Kyler Murray to come out and like fix that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like get gather the troops and let's go. Let's go put up some points. And he just wasn't able to do that. And that was a little concerning when you're talking about a a top tier quarterback, you know, and I, and I did, I saw Twitter was going wild. I didn't get really a chance to, to watch too much of the game, but um, you know, then it, the question gets asked, is he too small? Like, is his line too big? Can he not see? And it's like, I mean, that hasn't changed, right? It's not like he's shrunk any, but you know, a, a legitimate concern for some, but um, Joe Burrow at five coming off an ACL, MCL, total knee reconstruction there impressive and I know the the weapons that he has are awesome and I love Joe Burrow going forward um I think he can solidify himself you know kind of I mean he finished five this year um I I would expect around that same finish if not better from here on out and he even talks about his expectations uh and he knows this is the standard now and I always like Joe Cool I, I like that guy um and Justin Herbert is obviously a guy that, you know, is in that conversation. So, you know, QB, I, if I hate, you know, if I had to say right now, I'm, I'm going Josh Allen, I think. And just with what he has been able to do the past two seasons and he's totally solidified himself. And it was somebody that I was not super high on a few years ago and he just keeps producing. So you can't go against that. One guy that really stands out now, the Russell Lamar, Lamar was hurt. Russell struggled and was injured and all that. Um, Dak finished a little low for my liking. So he finished ninth. I know he had that, that one injury missed a few games, but um, they didn't seem like they were always clicking on offense. And with the weapons that he has, he should be up there towards the top five. And he finished ninth uh, with an average of 19 points per game, which is not that high, you know, and then there's some CD land people out there that are like, you know, CD just, you know, there's people breaking down the analytics on CD saying he's not legit. Um, I'm not going that far, but Dak was a little disappointing for me. I'm not going to lie. That's actually a really good point. I kind of missed that. I completely agree where we all expected Dak. I think I had him in my top three for the, for the year, not as far as dynasty ranks goes, but he was still up there. But I think I had him at three before the season started. And that was with the, like you said, with the weapons he has, it's, you expect a little more out of that. I think they, they introduced Pollard a little more than we thought and just overall wasn't clicking at times, like you said, as much as we wanted. Um, as far as Joe Burrow goes, what you said on him, I absolutely love him. I expect him to be up in this region in the top five, top six every single year for a long time, honestly. But the weapons he has, they're so young. Like if you don't have a piece of that Bengals offense, it might be a little bit late to the party now with Joe Mixon, T Higgins, you got Jamar Chase, and Joe Burrow, they're all like under, other than Mixon at 26, I think they're all under 24 years old. Like that's going to be a dynamic offense for the next, if they can't sign them all back even for the next four years, which is an eternity in, as far as dynasty goes. So I love that. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Tyler. If you had to do a startup right now, are you taking Herbert or Burrow first? Just based on... 
the sheer numbers from this year, um, it's probably Herbert, you know, slightly. Uh, he scored quite a few more points than Joe did. And, uh, and I, I don't even know if Herbert's weapons are as good, but he, you know, he can get it done on the ground a little bit more. And, uh, th- this is now two straight years that he's absolutely balled out. So I, I mean, I'm convinced at this point. So, uh, give me Justin Herbert. I'm, I don't know if this is take lock or not. <clears throat> and I, I, I tend to be stubborn at times, but I am still going Burrow in a startup, just a, in a startup dynasty. So you're talking, this is going to be your guy now going forward for years, hopefully. And like you said, he's coming off an ACL, MCL. Literally, he's got a bionic leg at this point. And just those young weapons. I mean, Keenan's aging a little bit. Mike Williams is on and off. Um, we got Eckler getting up there as far as running back age goes. It just, uh, as far as longevity goes, and I just love Joe Burrow and what he was able to do coming off that devastating injury. Everybody thought he was going to get off to a slow start. He might not even make the top 10 because he's going to struggle early. Yeah, he shut yeah. all those people up this year. So, well, he looked great. And I, I had Burrow a little slightly ahead of uh, Herbert, but I think, and, and Burrow balled out, but I think, uh, I think I would go Herbert. I do. It's producing just a little bit more. And uh, honestly, we're talking about probably as far right. as dynasty ranks goes, you're, they're both probably they're both top five. So we're we're really splitting hairs here. So right. just thought I'd throw that out there for you. Just get put you yeah. on the spot a little. Bit. Yeah. Any other QBs uh, that stand out to you? Want to chat about? Um, I no, not really. I don't know. What do you What do you think about Jalen Hurts? Still. You like him? Well, I mean, they're forward. There are concerns, you know, would the Eagles take a QB? Uh, I don't think they should. I think you roll with Hurts. I'm more concerned about the weapons there. I mean, I honestly, I, part of it, I thought play calling was brutal, especially early on. Um, but look at who he's throwing to. I mean, Smith is a rookie wide receiver. Jalen Record is not good. Um I mean, who else? I mean, Dallas Goddard. Name the other receiver that saw significant playing time. I'm, I'm Greg blanking. Ward, Quez Watkins. There's uh, one more of that. Right. I mean, okay. essentially he's and got you're two. Proving my point. Yes, essentially he's got two guys that I think are quality Ugh. NFL players, which are Smith and Goddard. Yeah. You're they need to upgrade the wide receiver position. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, so. just watching – I did watch a handful of those games, though, and – you can blame it on the weapons, which I are they do play a part, but some of those throws I just they didn't look like NFL throws to me. And yeah, yeah he's great on the there. ground. Great on the ground. Well, I guess we'll see what they do. They've been trying for wide yeah. receivers, I think, three years in a row now. Didn't they go J Jaw, Rager, and Smith three years in a row? Yeah, it's been disgusting. Yeah. Um, yeah, legitimate concerns that he could not be the QB moving forward. So yeah. That, maybe maybe the they roll maybe they roll with Minshew Mania. He yeah, provides I, a freaking spark. That guy needs a job. I, I need that in know, my life. It sounded like high school sports when he walked into the – I don't know if you read. He walked into the coach's office and asked, what do I have to do to start or what do I have to do to play? This is not high school sports. This is the NFL. Um, <laughs> I had to chuckle when I read that. What do I got to do? Do I got to hit the weight yeah. room one more time a week yeah, or what do you want, run extra runners. <laughs> Yeah. It's good stuff. That's good stuff. Uh, let's move uh, on. Moving on. Yep, absolutely. I'll let you lead her off. All right, so running backs, let me get my filters all taken care of here. Top 12 running backs 
on the year. At number one, JT, Jonathan Taylor, Indianapolis. Number two, Austin Eckler. Three, Joe Mixon. Four, Najee Harris. Five, James Conner. Six, Zeke Elliott. Seven, Nick mm-hmm. Chubb. Eight, Leonard Fournette. Nine, Cordero Patterson. Ten, Damian Harris. Eleven, Aaron Jones. Twelve, Derrick Henry. That's ridiculous that I just said Derrick Henry at 12, by the way. What? I'll just, yeah, the fact that he's still on that list. I'm just going to start out that that is ridiculous. Because what? when did he go out? Like week eight, week nine? Maybe not even? Know. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Some things that surprised me, Cordero Patterson, he was way up there for a long time in the season. So he kind of fell off toward the end there to go at RB9. Um, Damian Harris is a big surprise at 10 for me. That's a quality year out of him for a New England, a New England running back. That's tough to do because that's hard. They don't always get like an equal lion share of the of the carries there. They could go with a totally totally different guy week in week out. I think he had a, a couple banged up weeks on top of it. Um, yeah, he produced, man. I mean, he he made the most of his carries for sure. Absolutely. Um, Aaron Jones is a little low for me, and I, I think I'm starting to eat a little. I'm not going to say I'm going to eat a little crow on – oh, Jesus. I'm, wh- wh- who am I thinking of? Packers running back. Jesus. A.J. Dillon. Yes, A.J. Dillon. Because I don't know as far as fantasy running backs go. It's not like he was just absolutely stellar. I mean, he was number 20 on the year. So, I mean, he's good. He's viable. But he started to get more carries through the year, and it's a little concerning for Jones, but he banged up that knee. So, he like he was on a snap count for – five six games there in a row where he came back and they, they just kind of babied him which is a little I don't know I mean he's still still the good still scored touchdowns but he's a little low overall um Lenny Fournette being able to still stick out RB8 that's impressive um he's a good quality buy I think as far as like he gets all the carries he's older I don't think his value is up there I think you can get him on the I wouldn't say cheap, cheap, but he's he's definitely affordable as far as if you're a contending team, maybe looking just for some depth, a flex play, something like that. Um, James Conner is a massive standout for me. I totally gave up on him in the year, and he I gave up on him like two years ago, honestly. And he just scored a boatload of touchdowns this year. It was it was crazy. I didn't see it coming. I thought Chase Edmonds was going to be the guy, and James Conner was just going to be that twelve carry guy, and That'll be about it. But he actually looked pretty decent at times. Um, top four are – I'm not surprised by any of that. JT, Eckler, Mixon, and Harris. I think all those guys are deserving. I think they they balled out. They Quality running backs. But those are some of the ones that just kind of stood out for me in the top 12. Yeah. I mean, you're going to always have – you know, with injuries at the running back position, you're always going to have odd guys that just sneak in. I uh, feel like we had a lot of them this year. Uh, you know, just random names in there. I, nobody proje- uh, projected Cordero Patterson to be in there. Very few Damian Harris did, you know. So um, Kamara, you know, outside, it's all can you stay healthy or not? Um, the fact that Antonio Gibson played 15 games, that's kind of up there, uh, was still outside a little bit, you know. It, he regressed touchdown-wise, I believe, because he had so many last year, but he was playing on that bad shin bone there. Um, a couple of guys that stood out, I think, um, especially towards the end of the year are Devin Singletary. I mean, you cannot, I mean, I know you're not a fan of him at all. I refuse he, to say anything positive. He, 
he won me $350 this year in a league. So I was pretty stoked. Um, he absolutely carried me down the stretch. Um, DeAndre Swift, if he doesn't get injured, he was on pace uh, to finish as an RB1. Um, really liked what I saw from him. And you could say that with a lot of guys if they were healthy. But uh, but um, Swift was definitely up there like in the top five for a lot of weeks. And uh, so, yeah, just, you know, it's just a crapshoot of a position. Who's going to stay healthy and who's not uh, is the bigger question to ask. And it's, you know, with the amount of the beatings that they take. Uh, Javante Williams coming in at 16, though. Did play all 16 games, sneaking in there towards the back end. And um, that is one that probably is most intriguing to dynasty owners as we head into the offseason here is what are the Broncos going to do at running back? And I would guess that Melvin Gordon walks. Javante Williams' value has skyrocketed, and as everybody predicted. So I know you're a big Williams guy, and uh, do you anticipate – them giving Williams that that full load for uh, the next season. I'm so I can see it going one of two ways, like totally drastic directions. Honestly, I can see them letting Melvin walk, letting Javante kind of take the reins, and maybe even drafting another running back later in the draft, and to be that kind of change of pace back because Williams is a bruiser but he can catch catch passes too. So he is a three-down back if they let him. So I can see them letting Melvin walk, drafting a guy in the fifth round, and kind of having that be the change of pace guy or any or, or, or a free agent or anything like that. But then I can also see it going because it worked out pretty well for him this year because you got Melvin Gordon right behind him at 18. I can also see in them do a team-friendly deal with Melvin and sign him back and they kind of – I wouldn't say split 50-50, but Melvin would be involved. He had some really good games this year and looked pretty good, honestly. So I can see that going one of two ways. I think if I had to guess, I think Melvin will be gone and go kind of be a similar role, maybe split carry somewhere else. But I can see that going one, one or either way, honestly. So I want it. I want it really bad for Javante Williams just because I love the player. He's, I just think he's so good. He was, didn't he lead the league? He ended up leading the league in evaded tackles. I believe so. And it, it like 30, it's going to be a situation to monitor here. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like, a, I think it was 31 or 33% of tackles he forced misses on. And that is just an unbelievable number. That was up in Nick Chubb territory back in 2019 or 2020. And that's just, that's unbelievable. He's able to make people miss. He runs people over. He, does, he, he makes people miss in different ways, which is really important for a running back. And the talent there is just unbelievable. So hopefully they get a new quarterback in there. I think the coach is gone too, right? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, new coach, new quarterback, hopefully they just stick with Williams and just get a fresh start, a fresh look with that whole team. And I think Williams can thrive being that starting full, full job guy. So that's what I think we got going on, going on in Denver. Yeah. That's really all I have for the running back position. It's just, it's so up and down based on injuries. So every uh, single year. You want to touch on? The only thing I do want to touch on is Jonathan Taylor is by far the number one running back in dynasty. Um, he, he's a home run waiting to happen every single play. Uh, absolutely love that guy. And uh, I, I don't know many people that have somebody else as their number one running back in dynasty. So no, I think, are we, are, are, are we kind of over? 
I mean, I'm kind of just over CMC and Barkley, honestly, at this point. Where are we? Yeah, I mean, where are we? Where are we taking them related. in startups? Are we taking them at five, six, ten? I've like, I've seen them all over the place. I've seen where they're still in guys' top six, seven, and I've seen where some people have them outside of their top twelve. So, it that's really all over the place. If they're healthy, they they can produce. I, honestly, Barkley needs to get on a different team. The Giants are an absolute dumpster. Uh, I think that that's one of his biggest problems, along with health, of course. But Giants are a mess. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I'm I, I think I'm kind of out. I think in preseason, like way preseason last year, early off season 2021, I had Barkley down at nine. I I, I pushed out and put him back up to like number four. And I should have just kept him down there. I think he's going to be down in that range for me again this year. And I, I am not moving him this time. I've had about enough. They just can't stay healthy. The best ability is availability, especially with running backs. And if you show it enough times, it's just not worth the risk at certain points. So that's all I have to say. Tyler, lead us off into the wideouts. Yeah, I like that. What what'd you say? The best what would you how did that the, go? the best the best ability is availability but i did steal that from the old dynasty okay. nerds. don't 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 there, okay. don't think i came up with that okay i was gonna say put that on a poster right but no you copied oh, right uh, i i copied it yeah no no reason yeah. to invent the wheel here no <laughs> all right all right fair enough um top 12 wide receivers of this past season uh, a couple names on there that uh stand out for me <laughs> Uh, number one, we have my little Cooper Cup. Number two, Devontae Adams. Number three, Debo Samuel. Number four, Justin Jefferson. Five, Jamar Chase. Six, Tyree Kill. Seven, Stephon Diggs. Eight, Deontay Johnson. Nine, Keenan Allen. Ten, Chris Godwin. Eleven, Hunter Renfro. And twelve, Mike Evans. That rounds out the top twelve. That is PPR rankings, by the way. and. Uh, Ryan, I'll let you lead us off here. What surprises you the most out of that list? The most is actually a tough question because there is some names on this list. I will start off by saying I think I was right on Mike Evans this year. I think I had him around the 10-12 range before before the season started, so we'll count that on the win column. Got a bunch of L's to go along with it, but we don't need to hit on those too, too much. <laughs> um <laughs> Names that stand out. I mean, Hunter Renfro stands out. Deontay Johnson, as high as eight, stands out. Um, you want to know that? So, with stay on the Deontay Johnson topic here, the fact that he finished that high with Ben as his quarterback, you've got to be just ex, you know super excited about what's to come for Deontay Johnson. Um, I mean, the guy was a target hog, and maybe Ben just really liked him, but Ben struggled massively. Uh, you've got to be thrilled with whatever they do at the quarterback position. It can't get much worse. So I'm a Deontay Johnson, man. I, he really, you know, I knew he was good, but uh, the fact that he was able to finish in the top 12, that's fantastic. And now I'm completely sold at him moving forward, but just wanted to throw in that. Well, I'm with you there. I'll go off of that. Like I, a lot of people just hated him because he had a pretty high drop rate last year. But just with the sheer volume that he was getting, it was unbelievable. And I was a fan. I like his game. I like the I like the way that he runs routes. He can get open. He can stretch the field. He can do a lot of different things at the wide receiver position where 
I don't, like you said, a lot of people will say like, oh, but Big Ben is gone. They're going to be getting a rookie now. I don't know if you can get a whole lot worse, honestly. Big Ben took the trajectory of like a Peyton Manning, Philip River noodle arm action. So I'm not worried about a rookie quarterback. That might even be better if they draft somebody good. Like I'm not worried about that at all. And for him to finish at wide receiver eighth on the year. Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. Cooper Um, cup had an unbelievable season and you know, I mean, he had 413 points. The guy absolutely dominated and really that, that Matthew Stafford was a major upgrade. We knew that was going to be the case. I was wrong. I thought it was going to be Bobby trees. That was the beneficiary. Turns out it was Cooper cup who was just absolutely balling out every single week. Um, Devonte Adams was nowhere near him in points. It, I mean, Cooper Cup won by a massive amount. Was anybody Debo Samuel at three? Oops, go ahead. I was gonna say, was anybody near Cooper Cup in points? It was unbelievable. Nobody, not a single soul. Well, I'm sorry, you're talking different positions and stuff. I'd have to take a peek at that. But in PPR wide receivers, there was nobody near him. Debo Samuel, though, the fact you know they just got him the ball any way that they could and he finished with a 310 um, PPR points once again I was wrong I thought Brandon Ayuk was going to be the beneficiary in that offense boy was I wrong Debo Samuel absolutely balled out I so that's 0 for 2 there I you know I was right on which team because I, I think I called Brandon Ayuk a dark horse wide receiver one turns out I just had the wrong guy same right team wrong guy um, unbelievable what he did this year. Yeah, it was honestly, and I still am just perplexed on the whole IU situation at the beginning of the year. He had some good games, and he actually played really well down the stretch here. But God, I just don't know what happened early on in the season. I just can't wrap my melon around it. Where I don't know. I don't even want to get into that. We're talking about top twelve recaps here, but yes, Debo st- stood out to me, and he played so good like they're creating new position for him because he runs the ball he had eight rushing touchdowns this year that yeah, is insane for a wider that's so wild. valuable in, in fantasy football to have a wider receiver yeah. getting eight rushing touchdowns you know and i wonder if they have a little more stability at the running back position if that's not quite the case they were so banged up there for a number of weeks that they kind of threw him in the backfield if that's a little more stable although they're still getting in the, the football with Mitchell, um, which a little with, more stable, does that go down though? Yeah, well, like with Mitchell there, even still, he's yeah. getting he's getting carries. Which yeah, with Debo Samuel, that's the what I was going to touch on next was if you get the hand the ball in his hands, he is dynamic. And I mean, we knew yeah, that we really. knew that going for a while. But if he's getting carries, he's getting receptions, he's getting yeah. wraparounds, he's getting bubble screens, like ball in his hands it's uh, it, it, you never know what's going to happen he, he's kind of like JT he's a home run waiting to happen and he showed yeah. that he showed that this year so that definitely stood out for me honestly I didn't think Jamar Chase was going to be this high this year that is I a knew. very impressive rookie year he he played great I will I, yeah, will, I, mean, I will eat crow on that one for sure yeah yeah that uh that was an unbelievable season he just had and I now, it, as he was going off, I just regretted more and more and more the fact that I didn't use some of my ammunition to go out and get him like I wanted to. I just didn't have 
didn't have the cojones to, to go up to the tops of the draft and, and snag him because there were legitimate concerns there at first, but it's like, I, I wanted him so bad and I just couldn't, couldn't bring myself to it. So I have zero shares of him. Uh, but wow, what a, what a guy. If you have him on your dynasty squad moving forward, especially if you got him paired with Joe Burrow, that is fun. going to be fun for a few years here. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, any part of that Cincy offense, I want, I want a piece of that. Um, other than that, no really surprises. Chris Godwin's a stud. So, I mean, Tom Brady being at QB3, he produced two wide receiver ones this year. And that's with Chris Godwin missing the end of the year, too. So, he had a really good year. Um, yeah, the- you know, and then that ACL with Godwin, I am just heartbroken because he was on the franchise tag and he didn't even get a chance to get paid. That is the really unfortunate piece of this, all, this whole thing. Uh, is he got tagged and not able to sign a long-term deal somewhere. So, I... I, I'm not even sure where he ends up. You know, is he a you know a free agent now? Should be, I think so. That's something to monitor. I, I don't know. I don't know his exact contract situation. I thought he was playing on the tag, but and uh, yeah, so that's all I really want to touch on on the the wide receivers. I mean, Tyree Kill at six. I think he struggled down the stretch a little bit. Or I you kind know, of Mahomes him. really kind of well. That whole Chiefs offense was kind of off their game there for a few weeks, and we they just looked off. True, very true. And then Keenan Keenan, Keenan Allen's year in year out top twelve guy. Just is you just got to kind of try to try to anticipate when that fall off is coming. I actually think he's a decent buy. I don't think he's yeah. that old to be to be super worried about like an immediate fall off next year by any means. He's still attached to Herbert. So yeah, he's a guy. I, think, I just think he's undervalued. He's been undervalued for a few years. He's year in, year out, PPR top twelve. Like it's almost yeah. guaranteed if he's healthy. Yeah. Um, that's really all I have to add. Justin Jefferson, right where we thought. Adams, right where we thought. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Diggs, right in that range that we thought. Um, some notable misses that I thought might get in the top twelve. Um, I thought DJ Moore was going to be in the top twelve, but. Holy freaking quarterback situation. What a mess that whole thing. He is. has an incredible whopper rating. So you just hang tight there, right? Oh, I mean, I love him. I, I still have him ranked probably higher than most in Dynasty because I will not give up on him. I think he's amazing. Um, I was wrong on T. Higgins. That's where I kind of, hey, it's kind of same as you. Right team, wrong guy. I thought T. Higgins was going to be a top eight guy this year. Turns out that was Jamar Chase. Um, you know what, though? I, I'm not even considering that a miss. He had flashes where he looked unbelievable. So the amount of points that kept T. Higgins from pushing into that top 12, let's see, 235 minus 220. It, it's 15 points, and he played 14 games. So I don't think you're far off there. I, re- I really don't. He he balled out a couple of those weeks. He, he won some people some – some leagues there. He had that 35 point week at the start of the playoffs or whatever. It's like, man, the, the guy can play. So I, I like the process there, right? I do. Maybe without him, uh, he kind of had a, he kind of had a rougher start. So maybe if he's just a little more consistent on the start, he pushes right into that yeah. top 12 where we're looking at like a Tampa Bay thing where Burrow produces two top 12 guys where that would not surprise me whatsoever. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. I said, the new question is going to be, can Burrow support two number ones? I think absolutely. I'll bet you if you look at week 10 on, I bet you they're both top 12 receivers. I'd almost guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, like you said, that's 14 points or 15 points to be number 12. That's one point a game. That is a right. ten a ten yard catch, and he is probably a, one more ten yard catch a game, and he's probably wide receiver ten on the air. Mm-hmm. They were that far, but one guy I was off on. I'll just call one this one miss here, uh, only miss I've ever had. No, I'm kidding. Uh, is F one, you know, and quarterback. You know, I thought with Fitz Magic, I thought he was really a lock for wide receiver one. Turns out I was wrong. You know, he still seems to be somewhat quarterback proof, um, you know, finished in at uh, wide receiver 25, 12 and a half points per game, played in 16 games. So didn't quite have as many flashes as I would have hoped that, you know, Christian Kirk actually finished ahead of him. Um, that might surprise some people. Kirk kind of went off there a few weeks. Um, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I don't, you know, the way he finished the season got some people excited. So. What what are you definitely? Uh, what are you doing with him? Are, are no, you he's, excited he's about it? He's an interesting it? cat. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, man. I I don't know. They kind of uh, he was definitely attributing from the lack of weapons there, you know. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence he went off as soon as Swift was out. Uh, he, he went off as soon as Cephas, you know, if Cephas plays the entire season, does St. Brown have those numbers? Probably not because Cephas looked all right. So I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know how to even value him. I think we knew he was kind of, he was pretty polished coming into the league. And uh, in terms of like how to value him, I don't think he's ever a wide receiver one. I don't. Uh, I think he's kind of around that area where he's, where he just finished, you know, I think that's, you know, give or take five, five or so spots. I think that's, that's where he's at, man. And I don't see much difference. Are are you disagreeing there? No, no, I'm not disagreeing. I think he'll be like a top 30 to 22, 22 to 30 probably is what I'm kind of putting him at. Just he's good. He's not great. He's I mean, he's a solid guy. Like you said, we knew he was polished. He can get the job done. He's got good hands, good route running. Um, yeah. The team's a dumpster fire. Some weapons yeah. were there for Detroit. It's uh, I, I think he's definitely a hold right now. Yeah. Unless you can sell him for like a first, then I'm all in. I'm giving him yeah, I don't away. Know anybody that would do that? But yeah. I don't. I, you never freaking know. But some people are just Give so me high. The league where that's possible. He had like 12 targets a game there for like five games straight. So I mean, if people yeah. are just not sustainable no i i I agree but uh one guy so my dark my dark horse my dark dark horse top 12 guy was brandon cooks he ended up at 16 so it's close he had had a solid year yeah and he was battling you know different quarterbacks too you know the davis mills and uh and i i don't know if when you when we had that pot i don't know if we were still you know, up in the air on what Deshaun Watson was going to do. I, I can't quite remember. No, but, I think uh, he, I think we knew he was not playing. We right? knew he was out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, I, with cooks, he's had a thousand yards almost every year with like five different teams. So I'm like, well, what, what's yeah. the difference here? And I, I mean, he still had a good year. I was close. Yeah. Not quite though, but let's move on tight ends. Tyler, what do we got for us? Yeah. Number one, we got Mark Andrews by quite a large amount. Number two, we got Travis Kelsey. Number three, George Kittle. Number four, Dalton Schultz. Number five, Kyle Pitts. Best uh, rookie tight end season ever. Number six, Zach Ertz. 
Number uh, that one kind of surprises me a little bit. Number seven, Dallas Goddard. Number eight, Mike Gasecki. Number nine, Noah Font. Number 10, Dawson Knox. I know that one stinks due to your core. Number 11, Hunter Henry. And number 12, Rob Gronkowski in only 11 games. Just missing, we had uh, TJ Hawkinson, who missed quite a bit of time at, in, at 13 there, and uh, Pat Fryermuth at 14. Darren Waller, I just thought I'd mention this one. Darren Waller finishing at 16, although he only played 10 games. So let me ask you this, Ryan. Did you see this type of dominance out of Mark Andrews? I think I, I don't think anybody slotted him to finish first. I think there were questions at the QB position, but he absolutely got it done. And by quite a large margin, Mark Andrews absolutely dominated all year long. He absolutely did. I mean, I knew he was good. I think I had him in top – I think he was a top five guy for me as far as rankings and season outlook. But, holy, I mean, he got tight end one by almost 40 points. Like, that's a, that's a pretty big margin when it comes to tight ends. Usually you kind of have a crapshoot here, but – you at the top three with Kittle only playing 13 games. He's at number three. Um, but, I mean, overall with Mark Andrews, I that's fantastic. That's a fantastic year. How sustainable is it? I don't think it's that far off. I think he can be a top three guy. I would, like, it wouldn't surprise me by any means. Um, Kyle Pitts having a great year. I think I put him at tight end seven or nine. I can't remember. Yeah. So he outdid me. He outdid me a little bit, but he uh, he had a great year. I think people were pissed like mid-season about his production, and I just think the expectations were so high. Like he's gonna he's gonna be Travis Kelsey as rookie year. Like like what are we what are we talking about here? That's just not a thing. So he had the best tight end by a rookie at tight end five. He had a great season, and I still feel like people aren't super happy about it, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Take a look in the mirror here and take a step back and actually enjoy what you're seeing. It's, it's unbelievable. And he battled some inconsistencies, though, but didn't he only yeah. have like two or three touchdowns? That's what was holding him back. If he scores oh, seven or eight, we're talking one of the best players we've ever seen at the tight end position. Yes. It's, well, I'm so sick of Matt Ryan – not hitting his big wide receivers or tight ends in the red zone. Julio Jones struggled with it. Now we have Kyle Pitts struggling with it. What in the flying hell is going on in Atlanta? Because Matt Ryan can't have much longer there, right? I wouldn't think so, man. They can't get it done. And no, that's one guy though. I haven't really heard rumblings about like, oh, they're replacing. Like, what is his deal? Are they gonna let him ride off into the sunset? Has he deserved that? I mean, he's pretty good. Like, his stats are pretty good. The team just yeah. stinks. Maybe they just get rid of the GM. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Yeah. But I don't know. But, yeah, anyway, Kyle Pitts, really looking forward to seeing him and how his career plays out. Um, yeah. Very I, I think we need to – we got to talk about Dalton Schultz. That's what I was just going to say. So, yeah. huge surprises. Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz are massive surprises for me. The other ones is not like I'm not super surprised by it on where they where they ended up. But Dalton Schultz and Zach Ertz, man, position can be very touchdown dependent for, for rankings wise. But Dalton Schultz, he's thrown himself into the top five mix, has he not? I'm talking for, dynasty rankings. Oh, not for me. I'm not falling. Well, I'm not dude, falling for it. I'm not doing. You're it. not falling for it. Look at his no. player profile. The guy's nope. what? He might be 24. 
I, I, I'm not doing it. I can't put him okay. in my top five. There's no, no way. So I know. He's knocking on the door. He is. He's top 10. I'll say that. Oh, man. I, I, I know he's not top five material yet, but I think he's real, real close. God, you're I rattling did. my brain here. So I'm just trying to look at, like, as far as a dynasty startup goes, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Kelsey still, and TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe, like, top seven, but are you taking them over mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard and Gasicki and Font in a startup? I might take them over Goddard, yeah. I, I might take them over Gasicki. I – Dude, look at the offense he's in. And I know you're going to say there's targets there. Back-to-back stud years. He's this, he's this is his third season. It's 78 catches for 800 yards and eight touchdowns. Like, he balled out, man. And he, he was I'm, – I'm not denying he hasn't balled out. I yeah. just – I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be late to the party on that one. And that's yeah, okay. And you, that's okay with me. Absolutely. And do I feel comfortable reaching for him? Like – no, like at the tight end position, I, you're right. It could be an absolute, but I, he's worth talking about. Oh, absolutely. Sneaking in there. He really is. Absolutely. Like Hawkinson, that he doesn't concern me. He's so talented. He just missed a lot of time this year, and he, he, he just missed, time, missed yeah. the top 12. Gronk, that guy's just a freaking animal. I don't know. That whole team is kind of, as far as dynasty value goes, you got a 44-year-old quarterback. You have like a 34-year-old tight end who just was tight end 12 after 11 games. I don't know what to do with those guys, honestly. I know, I know we're supposed yeah. to be, I know we're supposed to be guiding people and helping, but honestly, I'm probably selling Grok if it can. I don't even know what you get for him. Yeah, you just enjoy it. I think you people, yeah, yeah, ride him like ride him in the sunset, like you said. Yeah, um, absolutely. Are you surprised at all by Dawson Knox at ten? I mean, like I said, the position could be such a touchdown depend. I mean, he scores that's, touchdowns. That's what that's he does. What he did, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, and he's tied to a nice quarterback. So, he's one of them boomer bust guys for you. And, um, yeah, I mean. You've got to be thrilled because Dawson, not you personally, because I know you got rid of him, but uh, you've got to be thrilled if you're a Dawson Knox owner because you probably got him for next to nothing. And, you know, he's, he's startable. Yeah. He abs- I started him in a, in a couple leagues this year, pretty much week in, week out. And sometimes it would be a three-point game, and sometimes he'd get you a 16. Like it was a, it was a whirlwind of emotions coming out of Dawson Knox this year, but. I am not surprised at all where Goddard finished, Gusecki finished, Font finished. That was kind of chalk, honestly. Not <laughs> what I thought might happen. Um, Hunter Henry, I I thought he was going to be better than Johnny Smith, and he had a really nice year, but very touchdown dependent again. But that's just the name of the game with tight ends. And I would like to I think oh, he ahead. had too high expectations. I they did not get that whole passing attack in general wasn't fantastic. They didn't get John with the ball much. They got Hunter the ball a little bit more. Wasn't thrilled. I think there were higher expectations for both. Well, I think John, who has been overexpected his entire career, just out of his athleticism, where he's a he's a big, fast, tight end, and people just expected so much out of him. He didn't get it done in Tennessee. Now they signed him to more money at New England than Hunter Henry, and Hunter Henry's still outscored. Like, 
what are people waiting for with with Jono? They have to be over it now. There's no way. I don't know. A I, couple of those those signings were just bizarre to me in general. But John, John Smith uh, is tight end thirty three. Yeah, <laughs> that is brutal. bad in tight uh, And he's better than that. You know, he just he, that's who I see Brevin Jordan as personally. That that was my comp there. And there's um yeah, tight end thirty three. I didn't realize he was that low. I know he didn't do a whole lot, but holy moly. Yeah. For the amount that, that they're paying him. Whew. That is low. And let's let's touch on Patty Fryermuth. I am excited about him going forward. Is he a top is he a top ten dynasty tight end? I'd have to sit here and go through all these and and really sit down and rank them. Because you put him in there, and then you're pushing somebody out that you're like, oh, no, that guy's good. So um, the thing with Pat, though, is he produced as a rookie. Not many tight ends produce as rookies. Um, And we had two of them that produced this year. So you've got to be excited about him, right? Uh, Going to be tied to a potentially new quarterback here. So, yeah, he's definitely – he's right there, man. He is. I think he's knocking on the door of tight end 10 or a top 10 tight end and – Honestly, like you said, I think he just got so overlooked. Like, you got him in the back end of your second round in rookie drafts. I think he just got so overlooked by the the shadow of Kyle Pitts that people just forgot about him or people didn't even pay attention. So, I mean, you got a quality dynasty tight end at the end of a second round. That's pretty pretty unheard of if you go back and look at look at other tight end classes where – just the, the expectations and the and the the shadow of Kyle Pitts just was so large that Fryermuth, a quality guy. I, I watched a lot of games on, on Fryermuth and he he looked good. And I, even I like just forgot about him almost. And it's yeah, I think he's gonna be quality guy going forward. We talked prior to the season, we're like we were watching his film and how he was just tough as nails. And the Steelers were just a perfect fit for him. And it was a match made in heaven. And, you know, Eric Ebron couldn't stay healthy. So, of course, Fryermuth is going to – he gets tossed in and plays really well. So, Well, we, we, talked, yeah, about, we talked about him with what we watched. He was such a good blocker, too. So, we're like, yeah, he's going to yeah. see the field early and often, which whether you're running routes all the time, but in this day and age, a lot of times the, the offense, you'll have two tight ends running routes. So, early he was running routes. And then, like you said, with Ebron getting hurt all the time, all of a sudden he fit into that mold. All of a sudden he's catching the passes, and here we are, where he just he yeah. saw the field early and he he produced, he proved himself. That's that's great to see. Yeah. Any other tight ends that you want to chat about? Otherwise, that's a very touchdown dependent position. Um. No, I think like Darren Waller. I'm not super worried about. He only played ten games. Yeah. Higby. Higby only played 14. A lot of people had him maybe pushing that top 12. Um, I just feel like the wide receivers kind of stole the show there in in L.A. But Cole Komet was a little disappointing. I will say that. I expected a little more out of Cole Komet. I, he looked good, good toward the end of 2020 and yeah. was getting targeted a lot, was producing, and he looked pretty fluid in his motions and looked like an athletic tight end, a big guy. and. Mm-hmm. I think people had pretty high expectations for him this year, at least to take a step forward. And he struggled. He, I mean, that could have been QBs too. You have Andy Dalton, you got Nick Foles, you got 
Justin Fields, and that was kind of just a whole mess. But I think people still had – I think that's a little bit of a disappointing season at tight end 21. Let me ask you about Adam Troutman. I was wrong. And, I was wrong. Yeah. I liked him. I liked him. I was – I did not, And it's – He didn't do anything. He did hardly anything, yeah. Between I don't, I don't have anything and, to say other than I, uh, other than I was wrong. No, no, I, yeah, this is, I'm not. It's not my point. I just I saw him that far down. I was like, oh, I don't. Ryan likes that guy. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram. What, what what are we doing with him? I mean, he <sighs> needs a fresh start somewhere. I Poor hope. Guy. I hope he does. I don't know. It, it seems like anybody attached to the New York Giants is a disaster. And um, yeah. <laughs> That that organization is a wreck right now. I like Evan Ingram too. Like his athleticism is great, but what bugs me is oh, yeah. he has drops, dude. Like I feel like I saw some things on Twitter where, and then I was watching games, and it's true. Where no matter what the pass is, he jumps. He he jumps, really? and then he's getting hit in the air, and it results in drops almost every time. You want to keep your feet on the ground. And is that how that works when you're trying to catch football? I think so. I mean, I'm no pro, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I caught three passes in high school. So I'm. I was gonna say, yeah, you were you were the receiver. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my touchdown rate was great. Three three catches, yeah. one touchdown. Freaking get at me! Yeah, you're a red zone <laughs> machine. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I think Evan Ingram's a hold. What are you gonna sell him for? Nothing. Nothing. And you're Nothing. just hoping no. he goes to a new team and hope athleticism takes over and hope he goes back to that rookie season form because. God, he was good his rookie year. He's not going back. He's never getting back there. But it's just – it sucks because, you know, after his, you know, that rookie season, we're like, whoa. We – I mean, you had him in the echelon of Kittle. And didn't you end up selling Kittle instead of Ingram because you liked Ingram better? Tyler, those you, are – You had them both at one point. I f- uh, Tyler, those are fucking fighting words. And if you want to get into it tonight, I fucking <laughs> – <laughs> You were absolutely loaded at tight end. Just looking back, it, it's just wild, man. I, I nobody, nobody saw this downfall coming. But this is a top twelve, not a, uh, not a dumpster uh, episode. So, you know, I don't have anything else, right? I, uh, you know, I'm not an IDP guy or anything like that. I know you dabble in some, but yeah, the tight end position just so touchdown dependent. So, you're gonna see different names in there every single year. Chasing volume at that point and targets. So pretty much, unless you got one of those top tier guys, you can yeah. kind of just just plug and play, baby. Yeah, yeah. But, Anything you want to leave the listeners with, Ryan? I know it's been a, a you know a few weeks since we've been on here, so it's great to get back and chatting with you. Yeah, yeah, I missed it, man. It's definitely great to get back, and hopefully everybody's sticking with us here. And the off season is coming. I mean, it's here, honestly, for fantasy football. We, yeah. got play- we got playoffs in the NFL going on. That's all exciting and everything. But dynasty football does not sleep. Now is the time you should be researching rookies. I know I've started and getting after draft picks, starting to make some trades, see if everybody's in that early offseason lull where they're not really paying yeah. attention. Kind of get on top of those things and be the first one to the punch in these dynasty leagues. If you're always active, you're going to be at the top. You are going to make the right moves. You're going to catch somebody sleeping, not paying attention to the news, all that stuff. So we got rookie analysis coming up pretty quick for you guys here, and I can't wait. That's my favorite part. That is my favorite part of Dynasty Football is rookie analysis. We're going to be grinding the film here. I know Tyler's going to be busy, but he finds time. He's got a kid. 
the teeth are coming in. He's freaking, <laughs> he's freaking screaming. And oh, yeah. Basketball, but he's still going to make it work for you, and so am I. And we get these, these rookies dissected, analyzed, and uh, go win those drafts. That's how you win in Dynasty. Good draft picks and, and smart plays. So I, I am super excited. Go Pack Go, by the way. Absolutely. Can't wait for that one. So that's all I have for it. I'm glad uh, we were able to make this work, Rye, and uh, thank you guys for tuning in to Block in the Back. Thank you for listening to Block in the Back Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy Football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening to Block in the Back.